0: Hi! Hi, everybody. This is your host, Cammie. I have a super, super special guest here with me today. Um, I would like to introduce my guest. We'll let them introduce themselves. This is Skylar.
1: Hi, I'm Skylar.
0: <laughs> um, we just met today, kind of, but I'm super happy to have them on here. And for the start of this episode, I just kind of want to introduce... um. The episode today we're just going to be talking about kind of some general mental health stuff um and i want to start every episode with like a grateful for the day so one of my gratefuls for today is that all my friends are coming over to play
1: games with me skylar um my grateful for today is that i am six months purge free and i'm just very grateful for that accomplishment
0: Woo! (laughs) we are super proud of them they are killing it um and then also, one thing that made my week was that um, I get like a lot of comments through my recovery account. And so each at the beginning of each episode, I just want to share one comment that really made my day. And that was actually a close friend of mine. I'm not going to say their name, but they told me that I really helped them this Halloween because they were wearing a tight costume and I saw them at the same party as me and they were totally living their best lives and I'm just super proud of them. All of that said... Um, let's get into our conversation. I'm super excited to talk to Skylar. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. How, how is like, so I know like we've just kind of gotten back from COVID and everything for both of us also like treatment in the start of that. How's it been readjusting, mm-hmm. like going to school? I know you dance, like how's all of that been readjusting?
1: For me, I think it's been a really smooth transition. Actually, there's definitely been some like rough points, but I think overall, the way that treatment is staggered and when you come out of a residential setting into a PHP or something like that, like that step down is really, was really positive for me in my recovery. Like I'm discharged completely from treatment right now and being back into like normal life with my friends and family, like it's just, it feels natural if that makes sense more so than what it would have been before. Yeah, no, that's, that's really
0: awesome. I'm super happy to hear that. Um, I think personally, like for me and like something I've seen amongst my friends is coming back. One of the hardest things about coming back, I don't know about you, but school, I'm just so not used to doing it in person. And then like, it's so long, like compared (laughs) to what online school was. Have you experienced that?
1: Yeah. For it's, Oh, it's just so weird to me because being in an environment like that felt because when you are in treatment, it's so structured like a day, like a school day in a sense. So I was like, I feel like I'm in treatment still, but it's completely different things what I'm learning. And But it felt more normal because I was with my friends. So it was like all over the place and was really uncomfortable at first. But it's, it's better now, I will say that.
0: Yes, I would definitely say it was uncomfortable at first. I remember my first three weeks of school, I would say, I just to, like for anyone out there if you're struggling with school just like i think the transition's been hard i love school or at least i used to but the first entire 3 weeks out there uh school i texted my mom like 5 times a day and was like pick me up pick me up pick me up like i'm literally i t- threatened to like run away from school i was like it's so long it's so boring i hated it just cuz it was boring like and i thought <laughs> I socially like i did like, talk the whole day
1: yeah i think that's what was hardest for me was learning how to be social again, because mental health isolated me even more so with COVID to the point where I was like, I don't even know how to function talking to a person. Like, what do I do with you? Like, how do I interact? What do I say? Like, that was so hard for me. But as time progresses, it's getting better in that sense. I totally agree with that.
0: Like, the more I get more comfortable around my close friends and even like, not close friends, learning how to have like, Unserious conversations has been a definitely a helpful thing
1: Yes, exactly I think having just random conversations about like Hey, want to go to the beach? Is like something like that is so important to me these days Like because so much of the past few years has been focused on like How are you really feeling? Like, diving deep into what's going on Having just like simple light-hearted conversations is like So refreshing in a sense
0: I totally agree. I think even just having those like little moments, the little conversations with even people that you don't know that well has played a big role for me. And like, one topic in my life that I've really been trying to explore is general happiness, like things that make me happy. And I've definitely noticed that those little conversations are one of the things I put on my list.
1: Yeah. I definitely say when it comes to general happiness, most of the things that make me truly happy aren't either things i can do independently or just really minuscule things that might not seem that important to some people like be- simply because they're simple like that's putting it in like the simplest way but it's true because i like i feel like minimalistic things help you feel more human and less like a robot going through life and going through actions
0: i absolutely agree with that i think a big part of being generally happy genuinely happy and like generally happy is finding those little things that other people might think are minuscule. I think we all have to some degree those things. And one thing I noticed for myself is when I really decided to start, like I try every morning to I love oatmeal. I have an oatmeal addiction, severe. And Me too. <laughs> I think I think there must be some correlation between having an eating disorder and having an oatmeal addiction. I
1: think so. I really agree but,
0: with that. Because all my other friends think it tastes soggy, but so, yes, psh, I know. <laughs> um, But one thing is that general happiness, I love my mornings because I have my coffee and my creamer and my oatmeal. And I like to really try to glorify my morning because I know that that's one of the things that makes me the happiest. And it used to be like I enjoyed the morning, but I'd kind of just get past it. Like I didn't realize truly everything it was doing for me and how much you know it's the little things like now I go and sit outside I listen to podcasts or do something really simple just you know like a logic puzzle or something and I really try to like glamorize the little things I enjoy like instead of just noticing a sunset I like to take pictures of them or this is really funny Mm -hmm. but I like to clean my room so instead of just cleaning my room I like to really like think about it you know
1: Yeah, I actually completely get that. I've noticed that since being in recovery and coming out of treatment, I'm much more of a morning person than I used to be. I like wake up at the crack of dawn because that's when my body wakes itself up. Like it's just normal. And I personally think it's more refreshing being up. I feel more productive during the day. I feel like I'm actually doing something with my day instead of sleeping all the time and i've also noticed myself trying to be more mindful and like present when i wake up just so i can like actually know what's happening with myself check in with myself about how i'm feeling what do i want to eat what do i want to do today things like that really help me in the morning to stay grounded and just to like remind myself that whatever i do with the day it will be okay no matter what if that makes sense (laughs)
0: yeah I know that makes total sense I really love that like I think this is gonna sound so cheesy because I used to hate this word but honestly I feel like what we're discussing is mindfulness <laughs> and honestly I think that can yes, <laughs> it's so embarrassing that I'm over here like let's be mindful but genuinely I think when you put I used to hate mindfulness but now I've learned it's not always just deep breathing and chewing a gummy bear for a minute it's <laughs> being mindful about what you want to be mindful about
1: yes and I definitely noticed that I was working with my therapist in PHP and I did this thing for like four days in a row where I would drive home from PHP and I would like write down in my phones things I noticed about the drive that I didn't notice the day before and then at the end of the week I brought it to my therapist and I was like hey, look, because the week before I was so tired and exhausted after that I was, I could tell I was so out of it from everything. And she was like, this is such a good practice to use and being like mindful and aware of what's going on around you. And I was like, and I even f- felt better doing it. So it's like, even little things like that are being mindful, like, oh, there's actually a stop sign there. Like, that's funny. Like, you know, I didn't notice that like <laughs> the day before. No, I, I love that. I think that's a really great idea. Like,
0: One thing I try to do, not just because I get car sick, but I mean that too, but is like I think it's something I'm definitely trying to work on. I'm definitely not perfect at it or even good at it necessarily, but is like I really want to try to make a point of um like when I drive, just trying to notice all the gorgeous little things in the world. Because I think there's like so much hidden beauty when you're driving, like even just, like, other cars and stuff and funny license plates. I love looking at funny license plates. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, just, this, like, the little things that you find while, like, being so aware of what's going on around you, like, it can make me, like, the happiest person, like, ever.
0: Yes. Um. uh yes, absolutely. Another thing I kind of wanted to discuss was, so I had kind of asked people out for feelers about kind of just... What's been going on and stuff, and social struggles was a big one, like just general people struggling socially and stuff. And I think one thing how this mindfulness really relates to that is that, like, I try to be mindful in social situations if that makes sense. Like, I've noticed, for example, I'm talking to my friend in psychology class and I really have the urge to just go on my phone, but because I'm anxious, Mm -hmm. but even just doing something as simple as like going over and being like, oh my gosh, I'm anxious. Are you just trying to start conversations? I feel like has helped me so much socially, but how mm-hmm. about you? Like how have you, how's your social life been recently?
1: I think my social life is definitely different than it used to be. It's so strange to me how much I've realized that I've learned and apply into just like daily life through recovery. Like I notice things, about my friend's body language and things like that. So I feel like I'm a lot more willing to like jump into a conversation than I used to be. If you're feeling a certain way about whatever situation you're in, I say, listen to your gut feeling about it. But sometimes if you're, say, stressed out in the middle of class because of a question that you don't understand and you're scared to ask for help like in those situations maybe pushing your comfort zone and being like hey do you mind helping me with xyz like that I know was hard for me at first but the more I did it the easier it became for me
0: yes I totally agree I think that's really good advice to everyone and I also think that I wish my younger self had heard that I know I actually think after everything that happened over COVID for me I've been come out so much stronger socially, but I know freshman year and even in middle school, like I was kind of an awkward kid socially. Like I did not know how to make conversation. I didn't really try very hard to be honest, but I also had a lot of insecurities. And one thing I've really tried to work on is I think you genuinely like are more enjoyable person when you're less insecure. I feel like, and I know it's hard to just be like, Oh, just be less insecure. Like Kimmy, you can't just do that. But I have this one friend who's constantly like being like, oh my gosh, I look ugly today or I have a weird voice today or my project isn't the best. And one thing I always try to tell them is I was like, girl, you need to be confident. Like, You look your best Mm -hmm. when you're confident. You look your happiest when you're confident. And I think that's hard to kind of manifest. But one thing this whole thing COVID has taught me is that everyone's so worried about themselves and so involved in their own world that mm-hmm. people are drawn to confident people because none of us are confident like confidence is an appealing quality yeah. to have
1: mhm i've definitely like over the last year have been so in tune with like okay if i appear confident in anything i wear do or say it will make me confident. Having that, like, stigma that, like, confidence is something that you have to work so hard for, kind of, I know that was hard for me, at least, a lot of the time when I was, like, younger, being, like, I don't know how to get confident, but there is no such thing as getting confident, in my opinion. It's how you feel, and if you appear that way, that is what you will come to, and I've also worked really hard on, like, and it's not an easy task at all, but, like, remembering that if you, if people don't see your worth, they are not worth being in your life. So if you know, like, I'm worth this, then what other people say, do, or care about is, that's really not important. Because at the end of the day, like Cami said, everybody is so worried about themselves that people probably aren't even looking at you when you're walking down the street or something, if that makes sense. Like, you're all just, we're all just human beings and we're all so worried about ourselves and if we took that focus on ourselves instead of in like in transferring the comparison with that into just reflection of ourselves and trying to be who we really are I feel like society as a whole could be so much happier if that makes sense.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense even just hearing you speak I'm so impressed you're such a wise like insightful person but I think one thing you really said (laughs) Yeah, of course. I think one thing you said that I really wanted to touch on was like, you talked about if you're confident in what you wear and what you say. And I think I remember when people used to say that, I was like, but how do you just all of a sudden start being confident? I own the same clothes. How can I feel different in them than I felt the day before? But I think it's the whole like faking it till you make it idea Mm -hmm. helped me, honestly. Like it sounds so cheesy, but genuinely, I remember like I started trying to glorify everything, like every outfit I put on. I try to make, like, the best outfit, even if it's the same thing I owned a week ago. I add, like, a new piece of jewelry or I do my hair differently and just try to totally, like, that was a big way how I started learning to express confidence was not through my appearance, but through my, like, outfit choices because it made me feel so much more Mm -hmm. secure. And even it made me feel
1: a little bit better about what I was saying and stuff. Yeah, I totally understand that. Like, I remember even... And res, still, I had what, maybe seven outfits total. Like, I, you know, there wasn't much I could do with things. There were a few mix and matches, but not much. But I knew at a certain point, because when I was going through res, there's obviously changes body wise, image wise. I was struggling with some things, but every time I put on an outfit, I was like, okay, if I believe that the outfit looks good, it looks good. And so I would try to walk. Absolutely. I would just try to go through the day being like, I look great. Like, this is great. Even if it was totally a lie and I didn't believe it at all. And the more you do that, like the fake it till you make it, it is cheesy, but it's so true. Like it becomes more natural and it doesn't become fake. So I know that that has definitely helped me too. So I get it.
0: I love it. And I think one thing that's important to talk about when you talk about faking it till you make it is making sure you have confidence in the right things. I think when I was really young, I say this as if it wasn't a year ago, but <laughs> when I was a little bit younger, I one thing I did is I think I was trying to find confidence in all the wrong places. Like rather than saying, I feel confident in how I express myself through my outfits or I feel confident in my writing abilities. I used to try to pretend to be confident in my body. But I think the thing about that is there shouldn't, in my opinion, there shouldn't really be a, I have a good or bad body or I have I feel confident in it because it it's just a vessel like and it's going to change. Yes. It's totally going to change as you get older. So you can't really rely on feeling all of your confidence in your body. So I felt like or even I used to try to pretend like I felt confident in my food choices. But the thing is you're not going to eat the same every day and everyone's going to have a different view of what healthy is. Healthy looks different for everyone. Like mm-hmm. my friend, she's allergic to peanuts. Obviously, peanuts are healthy for her. I love peanuts, so they're healthy for me. You exactly. know, so I think trying to find the confidence in the right areas and how you express yourself and your abilities and things you can control. You know, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm super confident in my singing ability if I'm – because I'm not. <laughs> but trying to find the confidence in the things that I want to have confidence in is really important.
1: Yeah, like I totally understand that. And like for me – When I was younger, I would try to find confidence in, like, I'm confident because I'm like everyone else. Like, and I know that was a big thing for me was, like, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be like everyone so badly that that's what I looked for confidence in. And I was like, oh, I got one top from Brandy. Oh, I'm so cool. Like, I have so much confidence now. But what does that one top give me? nothing it virtually was just a piece of cloth like it just didn't do much for me what i find confidence in now is my my ability to speak to people my ability to be who i am without any shame like i just like things like that are so much more important to me than what people think of me because if i think of myself as a strong independent confident person i think people are more attracted to that than me trying to fit in, if that makes sense. No, that makes
0: total, total sense. I definitely think trying to remind yourself, like, ha- to feel confident for who you are, not who other people perceive you as, is a big thing. And definitely, I love, like, I remember as a kid, I tried so hard to fit in. And then finally, I think somewhere along my journey, I had this realization that I was like, there's not really any fitting in like no one truly feels like they fit in and I became so much happier the moment I just started being a little bit more of myself and a little bit less of everybody else and I'm so happy I had the people around me to kind of explore that I think you had touched on the idea of having you know living for yourself and not living for others but I think also at the same time it's okay to have confidence one of my best qualities like I used to struggle so hard and being like oh this is a good quality of mine but one of my best qualities I'm willing to admit about myself is I make amazing friendships like I have the best friends in the whole world and I think the importance of relationships has really just been brought to my attention through all of this like seriously I mean it's the people I'd rather have like four quarters than 50 pennies like
1: it's exactly. just the people around you I- I think about that all the time. There's so many people that are like, Well, what's your friend group? And I'm like, I don't really have a friend group. I have, I can count my closest friends on one hand, and those are the people that I know truly matter to me, and they truly care about how I'm doing. And that to me is so much more important, and I cherish that so much more than having everybody know who I am, everybody know my name. Like, that to me is real connection and real friendship, and like, I've always thought about that in the sense of like, I've never, like I've bounced around with friends because I've never fully felt like I connected to anyone. And so recently finding those people is like so helpful for me because I'm like, see, this is what I've been looking for and was never able to find. And now I feel like a totally better person because of it. Like it just makes you feel good, you know? I totally get that. I think
0: relationships are just so important but i also don't want to emphasize i want to emphasize that i remember freshman year or eighth grade i found i used to always joke we were the twisted sisters like i found my christina yang to my meredith gray <laughs> and we've we've stuck by each other ever since and i'm so happy i found her and at the same time i remember i had this other friend who told me every day you know they're they were telling me on the way home from volleyball they were just they didn't have their person and they were worried that they're never going to. And what I really wish I had told them then, other than what my 14 immature self said, I probably said something along the lines of, like, it's okay not to have friends. <laughs> I wish I told them that everything happens for a reason, that they were going through this for a reason. And because that's because they were waiting, them and their person were gonna find each other at the right time. Now they're literally in the cutest relationship. <laughs> they have a super, super tight group of friends. I, they're thriving. I'm and I think that they they killing it. Yeah. and <laughs> I'm super happy for them. and I think that ultimately, what I'm trying to say here is that relationships are really important. I can see how much they glow now that they have found their people. But also, it's okay. You don't have. You can't necessarily go looking for people. People find you. And if there are people haven't found you yet, please don't give up hope. Like I didn't find my person until eighth grade, and I really truly thought all those years that I was like broken or something for not connecting with my supposed best friend the way I was supposed to. You know, in middle school, I loved my friends, but we were in a trio, and my two best friends were much closer with each other than they were with me, and. I tried to fit in with them so badly that it nearly broke me. And eventually I just realized, like, it's okay. It's really, truly okay. Like, I love these people. They're still super close with me to the day we hang out. We have much healthier friendships now. And I think just knowing the importance of different relationships, like my relationship with those two girls is very different with my relationship with my Christina Yang. And my relationship with my mom Mm -hmm. and my relationship with some of my guy friends and my cousin. And ultimately, all these people, relationships just play a big role in happiness.
1: Yeah. And I think it's funny that you brought that up because a few weeks ago, I was literally like, I don't want to call it a breakdown, but I was definitely struggling because I um, felt a little alone in the sense of that. And I know I'm not. I want to make that very clear. I know I'm not alone. I have friends. I have my family who cares so much about me and I love them all. But I was like, I don't have that one person. One thing I want to add
0: is that you can have people around you who love you and care for you and still be alone. I think alone is more of an internal feeling than an external thing. I do. I was my most alone and I had a best friend. Just try to remind yourself that you can be alone Mm -hmm. and be around people who matter. Yes, exactly. But continue.
1: (laughs) Um, But with that feeling came the like, oh my God, I'm never going to find people that I feel like that one person. And then I had to like step back for a second and realize I'm 17 years old. I have so much life left to live. And the more I search for it, the less it's probably going to come. And something I've been trying to really remind myself is that Life is going to take you wherever it takes you. And if it happens to be that you meet your person at 20 or 40, it will happen, in my opinion. Like, just don't give up that hope. Because if you lose that hope, it's never going to happen, in my opinion. Like, if you are like... Totally agree. If you spend your life isolating because you think something's never going to happen... It won't happen because you put that idea into the universe that it's not going to happen. And, like, I learned that through dance in the sense of, like, say I'm trying a new trick or something, and I said, oh, I can't do it. I know I can't do it. My teacher would look at me and be like, well, if you say you can't do it, obviously you can't do it. Like, that, like that's just not going to get you anywhere. If you believe that something is going to happen, you can push until it happens, and I feel like you can apply that to so many things in life with relationships, recovery, mental health, like just being happy. Like that is such an important lesson to learn and to hold on to.
0: I love that. I think that everything you just said is extremely true and kind of to build on it. I think that, you know, relationships, they're just, they're interesting because for example, my mom, she didn't meet her person until she was like like 32. She had mm-hmm. already had me, you know? And I think sometimes your person changes. I think sometimes people have multiple people. You know, mm-hmm. for me, I know I have two really, really close friends. I kind of have two people. And, you know, I, I'm i super fortunate for that. I will always feel so blessed to have them and other amazing friends. But I think it's so common how you said to struggle with The feeling of I don't have a best friend. Mm -hmm. And part of that I think could be because of social media. It seems like everyone has a best friend, but I really promise you and everyone else out there that not everyone has a best friend and it's not Mm -hmm. peachy for everybody. I Mm -hmm. see it's not. And sometimes the best things in life you just have to wait for because it's the waiting that makes it so worth it because you honor it more and you know it more. It's like Christmas. Mm -hmm. If you just got the gifts on December 1st, the day they went under the tree. You wouldn't have had all that anticipation and excitement, you know.
1: Yeah, and I was actually talking about this with my dad last night, and I don't know if you've watched Squid Game or not. <laughs> but I um, haven't. I need show... to, but I haven't. Okay, well, I won't spoil anything. But there's no, you really... can spoil it. It's okay. <laughs> there's just <laughs> this one line in the last episode, and. This guy says, there's one thing that people with too much money and no money have in common and that life is no fun. And to me, that didn't just have to do with money. That's like if you spend all your time doing something, it eventually loses its meaning in your life. So, and I was talking about it like in the sense of concerts with my dad last night. Like if I went to every concert that happened in L.A., they wouldn't be fun anymore because it'd just be like a daily thing. It's like exactly. kind of feels like, a, oh, I have to do this. But if I save money and then I wait until the concert happens, like that to me is so exciting because you're like, oh, my God, I waited and I put in effort for this and I've actually gotten to a point where I can enjoy it. That to me is so much more important than just going to everyone. And that's to me applies to friendships, too. It's like, OK, I have a million friends, but they're all like the same person and I don't even really know them. But then it's like, okay, well I have this one relationship with this one person and maybe another person. And it's like, those are the people that make life feel different and special in a sense that like makes, I don't know. They provide more. What's the word? I don't know. I joy. Love
0: (laughs) the word. If anyone who is in residential for me is listening to this, they know what I'm going to say, but the word wholehearted, I love that word so much because I literally dedicated my life a little bit ago to trying to live wholeheartedly. And mm-hmm. one part of that was really the people who around you make you feel wholehearted. Like, and I think a wholehearted is having courage and compassion and just being able to be your self-confidence and- mm-hmm. I think that's why relationships are so important because kind of the people you're around a little bit make you who you are. Like you would not be the same if you weren't around the people you were. Mm -hmm. So really aligning yourself with the right people for you makes all the difference. And one thing I really liked that you said, Skylar, was how you kind of talked a little bit about like the anticipation, like going to the concert and like saving up the money. And I think sometimes for really good things in life, just in general, kind of a sidestep from the relationships a little bit is – I love the reward that I get. Like one thing I can really do to try to bring up my general happiness is it's like that feeling of earning something, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And just a disclaimer, the one thing that you should never try to earn is food because Mm -hmm. you deserve it. You don't earn it. And same with like shelter and love and affection. But things like a good grade. I feel awesome after I write a really good essay. And I used to think, Kimmy, how is writing an essay going to help your mental health? But sometimes even just writing a speech for myself and feeling like, wow, I just did that. Or when I did this podcast and having the reward of, I felt so amazed. I got 140 people listened to the first episode. And I was what? just like, <laughs> thanks. And I was just, that reward, even I put in hours and hours of work leading up to it. And it was so worth it. And I think one way I really brought up my general happiness is trying to work towards things, like having goals and really sticking through with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're a dancer, so I bet you can relate, you know, to learning a whole dance. Like, it's not super fun, I'm assuming, learning the dance, but when you finally get
1: it down and perform it, it's, like, rewarding, I'm assuming? Yeah, like, I want to go back to a few weeks ago. We had, my dance team at school had a pretty extensive football season to perform at. We had six home games, which we, like, that's, not normal so we was like well we're performing six times in one football season it was back to back to back to back we had four weeks of back-to-back games and then there was a two-week break until a game I believe and those two weeks were the week that led up to our rival week which is huge and so this dance is really hard really big really important to all of us and I know that the if anybody from school or dance team is listening to this by any chance uh, you never know um I know yeah. we all were like this is living hell these two weeks absolutely sucked we were getting yelled at it was it was hot it was early in the morning it was it just wasn't coming together the way we wanted it to but we basically said okay it's football it's the game day and everybody's so excited so we're gonna give it all we got and the feeling after we finished it was more like I've never felt that about performance like in my entire life. I was like, we worked so hard for this in such a short period of time. And that reward, like I haven't felt that happy in a really long time. So I definitely understand what you're saying. Like you can apply that to anything in life and it can definitely help mentally with just bringing you joy in things. Like it just, it's good.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. And before we wrap this up, because we are running out of time, one thing I wanted to mention is that I used to always tell people this in terms of passions. Cause I think that's another really important thing in general happiness. Like how you're saying your passion was dance and working hard towards it. Or like maybe your passion, like I really like writing or so other people might like piano or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be good at it. The result doesn't necessarily have to be to your standards or other people's standards. Good for it to still feel rewarding. Like I put in a mm-hmm. lot of hard work for volleyball last season. Um, minus the year I spent eating disorder treatment, I put in a lot of work and I (laughs) wasn't good enough. Like I didn't make the team fair and square and, you know, it was hard, but the thing was, it was still rewarding getting to try out. And I still felt rewarded because I improved myself. I got my own skills better. So Mm -hmm. I used to always tell people, they would tell me like, why do you still want to play volleyball? Like you got cut. And I remember just telling one of my close friends, I told them, I was like, you don't have to be amazing at something or even good at something for it to bring you joy. If it brings you joy, keep doing it. I secretly like dance and sing in my room. And I, as you should, me sing, get scared. It's pretty pitchy, (laughs) (laughs) but it brings me joy.
1: So I do it. And I think that's just important. Exactly. No, I definitely get that. I, that's what I, when I was a little bit younger, I was teaching, at my dance studio to younger kids and there was this one class I was subbing for someone and it was an older group of kids and you could tell they were all just so hard on themselves and I was like guys if you're having fun you're doing it right like that's literally what matters and my the great thing my mom every time before I go on stage for anything she says have fun and show the judges how much you love to dance because if you're doing that you're succeeding in what you're doing. It doesn't have to be a first place win. If you feel good about it yourself, you, you've you succeeded, in my opinion.
0: I love that. I just want to repeat one more time what you said. the If you're having fun, then you're doing it right. And if you're having fun, you're succeeding. I think if we start mm-hmm. redefining our version of success and doing things right as having fun, I think that's really going to improve. Like, if you look at the goal of being happy, then I think that's really going to help you meet your goals. And we do have to wrap this up, but I just wanted to say I'm super blessed to have Skylar on here for my first real episode. They are such an icon. Mm. They're amazing. And Mm. they will definitely be on here again if I have anything to say about it, because this has been the most fun. And I just made a new friendship. So any closing (laughs) words?
1: I just want to say thank you for having me so much. I... Can't wait to be back, to be honest. Like, just having this conversation makes me feel even fulfilled in a sense. Like, that's – and that's amazing to me. And we have definitely made a new friend, guys. This is so good. We love a good friendship. Um, Yes. But, yeah, just if you can take one thing away from this episode is just finding your true happiness is very unique to you. Just knowing that it might not be the same as anybody else's. All right, that's
0: it for spilling lemonade today. If you weren't having a snack, go get one. Snacks are delicious. And bye yeah. from Cami and Skylar.